Soul Filler Diaries is here to meet you wherever you are on your life path. Life is like a mountain trail with ups and downs, twists and turns. It is most fulfilling when you follow the path best suited for you and find the beauty along the way. We hope to be relatable, inspiring, and leave you with healthier minds, bodies, and wallets. Join me in conversations with guests that intend to fill our souls and help us all along our path to living an abundant life. Welcome to Soul Filler Diaries, episode 13. Today, we're here with Will Johnson. Will is the Director of Equity Inclusion at Snohomish School District. Thank you so much for being here, Will. And I'm really excited to have this time to sit and chat with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I'm the Director of Equity and Inclusion for the Snohomish School District. Mm -hmm. I've worked in education now for... Uh, roughly 12, 13 years, okay. starting off as a paraeducator, tutor, security guard, then <laughs> special ed teacher, also coached football, coach debate. So a lot of experience in education. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a district administrator now for a total of five years where I did special ed administration prior to um, this current role. But ultimately, you know, as far as who I am as a person, I just love connecting people and helping people get from where they are to where they want to be. Oh, I love that. The one thing that I think of when I think of you, especially when I first met you, because when I was on the school board right. when we brought you on, is just that you know how to talk to people. You're to make people feel like no judgment and that no matter what their opinion is or where they're coming from, where they're starting their journey or where they're at, you are you can just listen with like an open heart and open mind. And have a softness that just makes people feel like you're a safe space to mm. communicate with, I guess. Well, thank you. I really appreciate yeah. hearing that. And I, you know, I guess I can just go back to the golden rule. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. Right. I think about times when I was younger where, you know, maybe people didn't want to hear what I had to say or right. I didn't feel that my voice was important. And so I, I strive to be that person who really wants to listen to people, hear their stories and have them open up and share. Yeah. Um, you know, just thinking about creating a space where people feel comfortable being vulnerable, mm -hmm. because I think too many times we're, we're going through things in our lives and there's just no one to turn to. And we feel that maybe no one understands. And right. if we just had someone who could hear us, yeah. Yeah. you know, that really opens up a door. That's awesome. What was your path like to get to where you are today? Well, I honestly would say I didn't always see myself being in education Okay. because I was one of those kids that when I was in school, it wasn't my favorite place. Mm -hmm. It came easy to me, but it was like, OK, it was just something that I had to do. And so when I got out of school, I'm like, OK, I'm escaping from school and ready to go do <laughs> something else with my life. Right. And so I joined the Army shortly after high school because. I did, I did go to college, but I didn't have a good experience. So I thought okay. college really wasn't going to be for me. But in the military, I, I served as an army medic, an EMT, taught advanced trauma life support. And, you know, it was kind of there that I really kind of found my, my voice mm -hmm. and really just kind of being able to show up as myself. But then getting out of the military and not having civilian certifications or really any kind of opportunity, I felt, again, kind of silenced and marginalized as a, mm -hmm. as a veteran coming out of the military. Right. You know, we hear those stories a lot mm -hmm. about our soldiers coming out of the military and not having opportunities. And, and, and it's true. And so 
not really in like the identity piece, right? right? Like right. who I knew who I was in this environment mm-hmm. and who am I right in this right. new environment. Yeah. And so it was interesting to after the military and I kind of jokingly tell people like, so they tell you, join the army, be all you can be. Okay. I did that. And then I get out and I can't find a job. And so then to go and get an associate's degree, it's like, Hey, if you just get a degree, you can get a job. And it's like, well, I have an associate's degree, but still wasn't able to secure a career pathway that worked for me. Mm-hmm. So then I get my bachelor's degree and it was during the recession. And so still couldn't find the opportunity. And it wasn't until I got my I was working on my master's degree, but was, again, working as a paraeducator in schools. And as I'm talking with people, folks, are, I guess it was the, the nexus of my my leadership experience, my life experience, and then maybe even some frustration with not having things work out the way I want them. I just developed this comfort and calm of I know who I am. I feel mm-hmm. comfortable in who I am. Here's how I'm showing up. And if someone's going to listen, I'm, I'm going to share my story, you know. Yeah. And so through that, people really hearing like, wow, like you're, you're calm, you're cool, you're collected. You might be a great fit for this behavior program because mm-hmm. these kids need someone who will be able to listen to them without judgment and provide support. It's like, Okay, let's let's give that a shot. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you know, I just really wanted some type of opportunity where I could move forward in my career. So how was that experience working with those kids? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so rewarding. Right. Yeah. For sure. You know, I think sometimes in education and I love all my educators. I, w- I do. Absolutely do. But I'll, I'll go back to a moment real quick when I was a paraeducator and I was working with a student who was, who had autism, mm-hmm. was nonverbal, was extremely aggressive and just working with this kid to have him write his name. Mm-hmm. And this was in the middle school mm-hmm. to have him write his name. And it was like, yes, we, this was so great. Yeah. And so when we talk about kids who are having academic struggles, behavior struggles, social struggles, sometimes just those small things of you showed up today. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Yeah. You didn't get kicked out of class today. That's a win. And then when we create those small wins, to have them accumulate to the point that they get to walk across the stage and be successful in life. It's, it's so rewarding. And I think that's the growth mindset, right? Mm. And I learned, I had so much personal growth and learning when I was on the school board. So it was mm. really a great experience, mm. but really understanding the growth mindset was a big part of that where it's like, geez, you know, instead of looking and, you know, that that's a lot of pressure to look at that end goal, right? And like, right. how am I going to get for the child? Like, how am I going to get from here to here? Mm-hmm. So if you celebrate those little successes Absolutely. to get there. Yeah. And it's a good reminder for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like we're showing up today. Well, so here we right. Are. Right. high five. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win. For sure. You talked a little bit about some of your struggles, but what do you think was your biggest obstacle, in, you know, in life getting to this point? I think one of the biggest obstacles even goes back to what we were talking about a moment ago about, about my voice, mm-hmm. because, you know, there were times when I was younger where I felt like, you know, no one wanted to hear what I had to say and that I didn't have a voice. So one of my biggest struggles was actually finding my voice and wanting to to share my story or feel I had something to add to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even in my professional career, you know, I was sitting in staff meetings. Why is Will so quiet? Does he not have anything to add? And it's like, well, I'm not used to people listening to me. Yeah. And so it wasn't until I, and, and of course in a classroom, your mm-hmm. students listen most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was interesting to be in my, in my current role and also working as a consultant where, wow, I'm I feel like I'm commanding the room. Mm-hmm. I, I'm facilitating 
this growth and learning, I have a voice and to be able to see that change Mm -hmm. has been amazing. But, you know, going back to your question, the biggest obstacle was me finding my own voice. Did you have any like help doing that? Like from in during kind of through my journey, I needed help getting down through the layers to find that voice. It took Mm -hmm. a lot of work. So did you do that on your own or did you have somebody that kind of walked you through that process? I I can't say I had anybody that really walked me through Mm -hmm. it, but I had a couple of nuggets that really stood out. Yeah. I'll go back to when I was in the military, when I got out and I was at Pierce College as a leader in the honor society. I was a president. Right. Mm -hmm. And learned really quickly that military leadership doesn't work for volunteer organizations. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Who who knew? And so, you know, I really spent some time on my own just kind of studying communication and team building and motivation. And so, you know, that helped me a little bit just to kind of refine my voice because I felt I had it in the military. Mm -hmm. When I was in the military, I was one of the I was quiet, but I was very loud when I needed to be. Right. And I had a presence that when I walked in, people were like, are you an officer? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just well, I'm just doing my thing. And they're like, but you just walk in and the room just just changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, so how do I now channel this? But as far as individuals, I had a teacher, a professor when I was at UW Tacoma in a journalism program, and she emphasized the concept of crappy first drafts. <laughs> and she didn't use the clean version. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, and she's like, hey, writing a paper can be one of the hardest things. But what you got to do is just get your voice on the paper mm-hmm. and then you can edit from there. And I was like, oh, OK, so just get it out there. And then I had another person who um, because I, I was a little bit of a perfectionist mm-hmm. when I was in school. My mom would be like, boy, you didn't do your homework. I'm like, I don't know. But. When I did, you know, it had to be all right. <laughs> but when I was talking with one of my professors, this was in my master's program. She's like, don't let this stress you out. It's like, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Just show up and, and be you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And so those are, those are at least two people who really helped me to settle into my voice yeah. and realize that it didn't have to be perfect. I love that. I love that. It is kind of the fear of failure, that wanting to be perfect mm-hmm. for, that makes us follow the shoulds too much, right? Exactly. You know, we're talking about like how you kind of interact. I talked about earlier with people Mm. and you're in the community all the time, (laughs) right? I see you everywhere. Do you have like a favorite story? I mean, through all of the divide that we've seen, right? Over the last Mm. few years, when you kind of came into the community and started meeting people in the community, do you have a favorite story or a favorite memory that you could (laughs) share? (laughs) You know, it's hard for me to share a favorite because I don't want to leave somebody. I was like, is he going to talk about me? Is he talk about me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I really feel like even just the other day I was at one of our elementary schools mm-hmm. and, you know, working with the entire district I own. I don't know every staff member. Right, right. But when I first started in the district with COVID, we recorded all of our, our equity and inclusion sessions. Right. Mm-hmm. So. While I hadn't met everyone, everybody saw me on video. Yeah, they know who you are. You walk in the <laughs> right, room, they know who right. you are. Yeah. They're like, you're well, you're well, you're well. I'm like, uh, yes, I'm well. And, and you are, sorry. You know? yeah. But just last week, I was at one of our elementary schools. And it was, we were doing the, uh, it was start with hello. Mm-hmm. And so we're greeting the elementary school students and the parents in the morning. And it was just great seeing them come up. And as I'm standing out there with a you know a couple other people from our leadership team, I'm like, good morning. Hey, how's it going? And this lady's like, hey, hey, you, you're, you're the, you're the equity guy. Right. And I'm like, 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Will. And she's like, <laughs> I recognize your voice. And I'm like, wow, because I haven't made a video since my first year. Yeah. But to have someone come and say that my voice has impacted them in a way mm-hmm. that they're excited to see me mm-hmm. was like, wow. Again, I don't, I don't want to minimize a lot of the interactions I have. I love that. I feel like whenever I walk into a school, staff, students, Will's here. Hey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, in my role as a director, I, I don't feel like it's my role to be everyone's friend or favorite right. person. Right. But to have that, it feels like mm-hmm. I don't have people like, oh, he's here. It's like people are excited to see me. And yeah, it's powerful. I think it's because everybody feels like they belong <laughs> when they're around Will. <gasps> Right. Love that. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the whole thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, like I said, where you're coming from or where you're at in your journey right. or where you stand politically. Mm-hmm. Everybody belongs when you're around well. So I love that. I love that. Thank you. So there's some <laughs> exciting things on the horizon for you. Yes. So this is the point in the podcast where I usually ask, where you go from here? What do you see yourself doing? And we know what you, your next step is, right? Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Because for the past couple months, if not years, People have been like, oh, my God, well, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Where do I start? I have Mm -hmm. no idea. And so, uh, Brandy, I really appreciate you because, you know, it was a couple months ago. We're at a chamber meeting and you, you know, introduced me to Trent and we were talking about, hey, if you want to do this, here's this guy. And I was like, "Okay, let's let's make that happen. And so I'm going to start my own podcast. Right. Right. (laughs) Super excited it. about that. I love it. So what's the title? Do, do you know what the, you're going to call this pod? The podcast is going to be called. Oh, it's going to be so much more than the podcast. <laughs> but the title is At Homish. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. And needless to say, it's connected to this community yeah. because people ask me, oh, my God, well, so many people know you. Are you from here? Mm-hmm. Like, no, this isn't my home, but it's at homish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And so, you know, I'm always on Instagram and other forms of social media and I see people wearing like T-shirts and sweatshirts advertising mm-hmm. different things. And I'm like, I need to make this like a whole like lifestyle brand. Yeah, you I know? love that. And so just work with some people to come up with a logo and it's at homish. And then across the top, it says where we belong. I love that because I was going to say at home, it does it does bring that I belonging, right? right? Home belonging. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. And I think that's what we all want for this community is just for everybody to feel like they are safe and belong Mm -hmm. and are wanted here. Right. Right. And so along with that, so there'll be the podcast, there'll be the merch and the swag. Okay, sweet. But then also Leadership EQ is the title of my consulting agency that I have. Okay. And it's all about people, purpose, and pathways. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of that coaching, consulting that goes into how do we create those environments that feel like home? Yeah, that's awesome. And I I need to remember when I was on the board, like we did, we did a lot of work, but the general public out here, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, we're we're not in that same environment (laughs) where it's like, Hey, we're going to do this four hour workshop where we're going to learn and work on this. Right. Right. So it'll be a great way for like me to have the refreshers or the new information and mm-hmm. remember how to create that safe space for right. people. I know there was, I had a sticky up for a while. Um, what did it say? Like, it's like, how do people feel after, be, you know, being in your presence when right. they leave your presence, how do they walk away feeling? Right. Like, and if you start your interactions thinking about that, like mm-hmm. how do you make them feel welcome and safe? Exactly. 
Do you, is it just going to be you on your podcast or do you think you'll have guests come on? Have I you decided? am going to have guests. You are. Okay. Yes, Good. for sure. Because one of the things over the past couple of years, I'll, I'll engage in conversations with people mm-hmm. and then it's like, wow, we, we should have recorded that because, you know, maybe there was some, some insightful comment or a turn that the conversation took where it was like, I never thought of that that way. Yeah. Or, wow, how can we share this story with other people? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I have, you know, several topics that I, you know, want to address. But when we talk about creating that space where we feel at home and just being comfortable and sharing our stories, uh, just, just getting people from different backgrounds to, to come in and share their experiences. I love that. And then there might be people out there that think things, but they're like, don't maybe don't want to verbalize them, right. but they might hear somebody else and they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I wanted to know that, too. You know, right. and like, you're, you don't know, get to be validated or mm-hmm. hear the responses to things that they wondered as well. Right. Because, yeah. you know, when, when I think about the, the scope of the work I do with diversity, equity and inclusion, there, there's a lot of different thoughts on what that means mm-hmm. and questions about how to engage in that conversation. Yeah. And one thing I often break down to people is just even look at your own family. Okay. Maybe y'all have the same skin color. Maybe that's no guarantee. But each person, even within that family group, has a different story. Right. There's diversity in our being. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how do we now create those spaces where we can have authentic conversations with one another about the things that bring us together, but then also the things that are different Mm -hmm. and that it's okay. And respecting that each other. And that's where I feel like you are so good at just addressing that because sometimes people do Mm. come in with a preconceived notion right? and probably like coming, coming to battle sometimes. (laughs) And then they, then they meet Will and it's like, wait, there's nothing to battle here. No, (laughs) there's no battle happening. There's no battle. Yeah. And, And that was one of the things that really stood out to me when I, when I first started working here, because there were some people now, granted, yes, I'm a director. I'm mm-hmm. on the, the superintendent's cabinet. And so there are people who are like, oh, well, he's, he's kind of like the boss. Can I go talk with him? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, come come talk with me. I'm well, I'm laid back. I'm cool. We can have that conversation, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because I want to hear your voice. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I'll throw out the disclaimer. We may not always agree but I'm not going to attack, blame, shame, any of those mm-hmm. type of things. Like, let's engage in a conversation. Like, okay, I hear you. Okay, and, then, and let's look at what this means. And I love your perspective that everybody that you're running up against, right? They have their own experience mm-hmm. that has led them to their belief system that they have. Right. Right. So without understanding their journey or their path mm-hmm. to where they got there, like, how can you make a ju- pass a judgment on right. them? Right. And, and not only their 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 journey, where they've been, where they're going. Going, yeah. And okay. so when I, I see someone engaging in a certain behavior, okay, I, I see what you did. Right. I may not agree with it, may not support it. Mm-hmm. Help me to understand where this is taking you. Where do you want to go with this? Right. What's the outcome that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking for a positive outcome that is potentially relationship building or supportive, that action might not get you there. Right. And if you maybe feel like you need some support with supports, with tools or resources to have to navigate relationships better. I got that. I can help you with that, you know, (laughs) but I see where you've been. I'm looking at where you are now. 
let's talk about where your path goes from yeah. here. That's so great. I love that so much. And what a powerful tool to use with with kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you going? And where? What is the purpose of this? It it kind of goes back to that work you do to kind of go. What is the true? What is really truly beneath this behavior or these right. feelings? Like getting down to those mm-hmm. levels. It was really powerful. It's like it wasn't it wasn't a, a scenario that you would think this would come up. But I was at a training for U.S. Bank once upon a time. Mm-hmm. I was back mm-hmm. in the, the Midwest. And they had us do this exercise that was like seven layers to the soul. Mm. And you're in here with all these new hires and uh-huh. doing this exercise. And so many people in that room like ended up in tears. Mm. And it was the coolest experience because it was doing, it was just walking us through like how to get down to those layers to what was yeah. truly at the base. Wow. And so, mm. yeah, it's something that I, I didn't learn to do early enough in life, but that's part mm. of my journey. Right. Like that, you know, like I had to learn the lessons along the way. We all we all do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think just even a part of our society when when we're growing up is, you know, you don't you don't show emotion. Mm -hmm. Everything's okay. It's like, hi, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Yeah. We we don't we don't really dig into what Mm -hmm. what's really going on. Right. And and as we look at our society now and we we see whether it's our, our kids or adults, who are struggling with anxiety, depression, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're seeking that connection. Yeah. So I'm so excited to, you know, follow. And if you want to sell merch here at the branch, yeah. like, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I've got to get, I've got to get some <laughs> soul filler diary sweatshirts going. Mm-hmm. So Trent is going to help you with that. Red Trex, that'll kind of be part of awesome. what Red Trex is doing too, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Have you thought about events too around that? <laughs> That's a perfect segue. Thank okay. you. And so um, I was on was Facebook probably a couple weeks ago now, but I saw from the Historic Downtown Association, they have the Winterfest Wine Walk coming yeah. up. Yeah. And one of the things they were looking for was a host for the VIP lounge. And oh, I'm like, yeah. what do you, I don't, I don't even know what that is, but people who know me know I've, I've, recently gone to a lot of concerts <laughs> and hope. I've spent a, quite a bit of money on it. And I'm like, maybe I need to invest in my own business and yeah. my own brand. And yeah. so when I saw this opportunity to be a sponsor, a VIP sponsor for the Winterfest Wine Walk, I was like, hey, Megan, sign me up. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we're going to be working together then hey, because okay. I am, I oh. Oh. had already, I put sponsorship dollars kind of towards mm-hmm. um, Fall into Snohomish. But for this one, I am offering the space for the VIP experience. Hey. Well, so, see, now you answered my question. I was yeah. wondering, where am I even going to be? I don't even know. <laughs> You're so going to be here. Yeah. See, it's, yeah. it's going to be so at home-ish. It is. It's going to be great. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to say, before, you know, when I was asking about events, like you can always use this space. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, we were, we're offering the location and okay. then you're going to come in and sponsor that. That's so great. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Wow. That'll be fun to collaborate on that. <laughs> and we're all set up for for parties or yeah. So yeah, I can help accommodate whatever you need, but yeah, I'm excited for that. So if you're listening to this and you're in the Snohomish area, get your wine walk tickets Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's going to sell out. I know. (laughs) I think the last one sold out. I missed the boat on it. Yes. Yeah. I remember same thing for me. I I heard about it and I'm like, Oh, and I was like, Oh, I I can't even get in. Yeah. Yeah. Now now I'm sponsoring it. (laughs) We're we're, uh, making sure. Cause I think that's the same thing that happened to me. And I'm like, Hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to just, Make sure we are here this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're showing mm-hmm. up. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the Snohomish 
community is just so great for it's being so able amazing. to show up and be in the community for events like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I left an event last night that I was walking in the leaves and the mm. light was just perfect. And the Carnegie was there. And I'm like, man, I just love I saw this. that picture. I love this town. Nice. Yeah. So. But it's so hard sometimes. Sometimes there's so many events. It's like, I, I can't do everything. Yeah. And so no. sorry, I didn't make the Roper romp this weekend. I didn't either. I didn't either. There was three auctions this oh. weekend, the same night. It was a busy weekend. It was. The roads were empty. And I'm like on Monday and Tuesday, I feel like yesterday mm. all day. And then this morning too. And I'm like, people mm. just like everybody out did themselves in this weekend, I think, but <laughs> out doing stuff. Cause there was events after right. event. And I had, we had our grand opening here, but the night that I had our grand opening, there was multiple other events in mm-hmm. town. So it is hard sometimes because we're all so active and out there and trying to right. get stuff out there. But sometimes, yeah, you have to pick and choose what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you're going to show up. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. But our Oktoberfest is coming up. So I hope to see you there on uh, October yes. 24th. It's on my calendar. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Sweet. So I know this is probably going to be a hard one for you because I can see there's so many. I mean, I've gotten so many nuggets from conversations with you over the years. But if you had to come up with one piece of advice that you would give listeners, what do you think that would be? I I would even go to what I currently have as my LinkedIn cover photo. Okay. And it basically says, don't be ashamed of your story. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, our our lives, there's so many ups and downs and twists and Mm -hmm. turns. And we often feel like we're the only person that has gone through that story. But then when we actually share our story with people, we can find one, either solutions to problems that Mm -hmm. we faced or we can help a person realize, oh, this isn't something that's unique to me. And here's how I can now get through this. It's so powerful. I I think back to a time. This is when I I was teaching at a high school. I had a young lady come into my room and she's like, Mr. Johnson. I'm like, yes. She's like, I need to talk with you about something. I'm like, okay. And she goes on and tells me about what's going on with her. And I'm like, I'm listening, listening, listening. And then she pauses and she looks up and she's looking at the, I have quotes all through my classroom yeah. on the wall. She's like, wait a minute. I don't even think I need you. It's the message is right there. Oh, oh but wait, there's another one over there. And it, okay. And I'm like, so what'd you get from that? And she's like, I'm not the first person to go through this. The message is out there. There are answers. If I just look around me and I talk with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't be ashamed of your story. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And we all have a story. That's the other thing, right? right. Like sometimes it's easy to forget that these Mm -hmm. people that you're seeing, everybody's got a story, right? For sure. That's gotten us to where we are today. So I feel like some of the hardest stories are the most character building, which is the biggest lessons, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think about that all the time in the sense of, I appreciate what you were saying about with me being a listener. I, I try to approach people knowing that I have no idea how this person is showing up in that moment right. or what they've been through. And so I, I just try to be my best self in that moment and mm-hmm. listen and value the, the humanity of that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of like you're saying, you said earlier, like how, how do power people impact it from the interaction they've had with you? Yeah, I, I wrote a vision statement years ago. I want to leave people better for the experience they've had with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. And in, in, in the world in general, mm. right? Like I want to leave an impact that's positive, right? right? I want to leave this world better than, you know, or in this community better than when I joined mm. it. Right. For sure. 
And I think part of the reason I started Soul Filler Diaries too was to not only dig into my own Mm -hmm. story, but also to share some of my history that could help. Like you said, it could help somebody else say like, oh, look at this is Mm -hmm. this is someone that persevered and is now here. Right. So I just think there's so much power in that. And I remember when I first saw a post about Soul Filler Diaries, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is something to fill my soul. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, what are the things that potentially drain my soul? And is this right. something that's going to, you know, be there to help me just to recharge and be more ready for the, yeah. whatever comes my way? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the goal. Hopefully right. to inspire, to help, to help people in mm-hmm. some way. But also I'm, it's, you know, getting so much <laughs> from it in my interactions with mm-hmm. people and learning something new every time I talk to somebody about their story that I, right. that I didn't, you know, know before. So mm-hmm. What is something that you've learned to love about Snohomish that's unexpected for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know if it would be unexpected, but I, I just love, you know, the, those smaller, close-knit communities. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm surprised by just how much is happening around here. I mean, there's activities. It was not every day, but it feels like it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I love just the connections, the opportunities to interact with people, the relationships I've been able to build. Because for, for people who know me, you know, several years ago, I, I did not know what to expect from Snohomish. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing, you know, something on the news and mm-hmm. I told myself and I repeated this several times, like, I'm never going to go to Snohomish. And in the time that I've been here, I'm so glad I did. Oh, and I love that you can come from the outside into it and share that message with other people too. Right. That hey, like look at <laughs> this is it, a this is a safe, great place to be. It is. Yeah. And I remember talking with Megan and one of the questions was, What do I love most about Snohomish? Mm-hmm. And I love being here, but I also love coming here. Yeah. And I, I live in Muckleteo. Mm-hmm. I love Muckleteo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But as I'm driving in in the mornings. And I'm seeing the sunrise mm-hmm. over the mountains and sometimes the fog over the river mm-hmm. valley. It's just so beautiful coming into town. Some of the the presentations that I've done with groups, I'll have a picture of the uh, the farmland with the balloon floating. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I first started working in Snohomish, I'm like, I get to work here? Like there, there's a hot air balloon and there's skydivers and there's mountains. And <laughs> This place is magical. <laughs> it really, it really yeah, is. Yeah. Sometimes when I I have a view over Lord Hill oh, and, nice. and when the sun comes up in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, not during the summer, but as we get into right. fall, the fog that's down over the river or that dew point, like as mm-hmm. the sun comes up, it rises and I watch it come up and it'll engulf the house sometimes and then move up. And it's like mm-hmm. so fun to watch and the, <laughs> the sky is clear and it's just watch that movement, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really a beautiful, beautiful place to live. Yes. Yeah. And I like to travel and I like to like mm-hmm. see other places and I always, I'm like, oh, I could live here. And I come home and I'm like, no, I'm never no. leaving. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Right. Here to stay. So <laughs> I am really excited to listen to your podcast and to support you on Thank this at homish journey. At homish. Yeah. And yes. I really value your time being mm. here with me today and look forward to seeing you again soon. So listeners, thank you for joining us today on Soul Filler Diaries. And just a reminder to not be ashamed of your story. And I think I'm going to do the same, like really truly own who I am and 
and I often do this, like go meditate around that. And like the parts of me that, yeah, maybe I didn't love or, you know, I'm not proud of, like that is still part of where I got to be today and be grateful for that and to be grateful for the education I've been given to get to where I am today. Thank you very much. And we'll see you on the next episode of Soul Filler Diaries. Soul Filler Diaries, hosted by Brandy Hecker, produced by Red Trucks.